Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening. Welcome to the very first broadcast of the Psychic Inside Show. My name is Joelle. I am known as the Vibrarian, and I am here to elevate the vibration by bringing you positive and uplifting information that I hope that you will find empowering and enlightening. On our show tonight, we are going to be talking about all things psychic. You can give us a call to talk, and that would be to call 646-668-8988. If you want to talk during the show, just press 1 while you're on the line. We also have a live chat going on our Blog Talk Radio page, which is blogtalkradio.com slash thevibrary. That's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-Y. And also we have the Facebook community. You can join my Facebook page. I just search for The Vibrarian. And also on Instagram and Twitter at The Vibrarian, B-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. I'm so excited for you to be joining me for this show tonight. I love the time that we are living in. I think that it is so exciting. I am having amazing experiences, and I am hearing conversations that I would not have heard 10 or 15 years ago. And one of the hot topics that is uh, in the circle of people that I am around often is the topic of psychics and psychic abilities. So I wanted to bring a show out where I would have an opportunity to bring everyday people who have discovered that they have psychic gifts and abilities and they have started using these gifts and abilities in their everyday life. Sometimes they are professional psychic readers and other times they're just people who use it for their own guidance and good. So what I want to do is kind of demystify the topic of psychics and bring it home for us all. I think that in popular culture, nearly everybody who watches TV might be familiar with the Long Island Medium show, which features a medium, Teresa Caputo, who goes around and she lets you see a peek at her life as a professional medium when she gives readings to people. And um, she goes to parties and she sees people out in public and generally has a message for them from the spirit realm. So uh, before that, I think we had James Van Prague, who was on TV quite a bit, and then uh, Sylvia Brown was well-known in the 80s and 90s as being a psychic to the stars. And there was even rumors that Nancy Reagan, I think, had consulted her as her professional psychic. So from time to time you will hear it, but increasingly so in the present day. And I believe that that is because we are in a period of time when uh, people are more tolerant and accepting of things that at one point in time they might have been fearful about or repressed about. And so I want to encourage everyone to look at this show and the people who will be on here with an open mind because these things are really happening to people who you would never guess. And One of the things that I have learned and heard over and over again is that everyone is psychic, and I truly believe that. I think that we all have innate gifts and abilities that extend beyond what we have come to see as our daily reality, 
and that it doesn't take very much for us to kind of tune in and understand what it is that we are experiencing and begin to realize that it is just not our everyday kind of reality. So if you would like to call in, please do so. I would definitely take your questions over the air. So firstly, let's start with an understanding of what is a psychic. So psychics are often termed as people who have ESP or extrasensory perception or the sixth sense. I think there was a movie that was very popular about a person who actually saw ghosts, and that was considered in the realm of beyond our five senses of taste, touch, sight, sound, et cetera, et cetera. So when you look at your psychic abilities, there are several main types of psychic senses. And so these senses kind of correspond with the senses that we think of on a daily basis, such as our ability to see, hear, taste, and smell. But they happen in the extra-dimensional or spirit realm for those of us who are aware of and using these abilities. So to start out with, there is the idea that there is clairvoyance, which is your clear vision. Um, we're all familiar with the term voyeur, which means someone who likes to look or who is looking at something. So a clairvoyant is a person who is able to see clearly. Of course, the clair means clear. And so you're able to see clearly into a realm that is not visible with the regular eye. So um, what clairvoyance can look like sometimes is that the person will have an image in their head. They will something about the individual or the situation around them. It could include seeing um, pictures of things that have happened in the past in the mind's eye or pictures of things that might come into the future, but in the mind's eye. And so this is known as your inner sight. And uh, some people, you'll see them looking on TV, you'll see them looking into a crystal ball or closing their eyes and looking off into space and kind of talking about what they see. And this is what clairvoyance looks like. So you've got clairvoyance, clairaudience, which clear audience then, of course, is the ability to hear things with your ear. So this can be voices. Sometimes it might seem like it's the voice inside of your head. <laughs> um, I, I hear things, or you might hear music, or you might hear snippets of something that then you realize, you know what, this is not just me. Uh, hearing and talking to myself, this might be some voice external to myself, okay? So I know some of this may sound unusual, and I'm doing my best to explain to you what some of the clairs are. I do have a couple callers uh, on the line. Thank you for calling in. If you wish to join the conversation at any time, just press 1, and I'll bring you on the air. Our number is 646-668-8988. And so going over the list of clairs, so you also have uh, clairsentience, which is when you just know something. 
um, where you're you you know things about a person after you see them, or you might know that a person is, you might have a sense of a person being dishonest, um, kind of known as a gut feeling, or I just knew I wasn't supposed to get on the plane that day. A lot of times you'll hear that said at different times. Um, Claire cognizance, clairsentience, clairaudience, and clairvoyance. So you've got your feelings, um, clairsentience will have gut feelings about things, clairaudience will be able to hear things, clairvoyance, see things in their mind, and then sometimes you even have people that have what's called clairgustance, which clairgustance is when you taste things in your mouth that then deliver a message to the person you're talking with. So, for example, I once met a psychic reader. We were standing around in a group, and she came up to our group, and she said, why am I tasting margaritas in my mouth right now? Does somebody here like margaritas? And some, one of our members of our party started saying, I just had margaritas last night. And she said, oh, well, I must have a message for you. Uh, and she began then engaging my friend in the conversation. So it was very interesting because we'd never have anybody come up to you and say, do you, do you know, do you like cherries? <laughs> and then have a message from spirit for you. So um, it, was, it was quite unusual. And from what I understand, it's a rather rare gift to have. So I do have a caller who wants to come on the line right now. If your number ends in 4415, I have you on the line tonight. You're with uh, the Vibrarian on the Psychic Inside Show. Oh, and I think the caller dropped. Okay. If you want to get back on, give me a call back. So what I want to share with you tonight is some of my experiences uh, in the world of psychic. And I, <laughs> I have one person who has sent in a question in our chat room that says, what do you see for me and Bob for the future? Thank you. Uh, unfortunately, I am not providing readings during the show tonight. We will have future psychics on who will be uh, taking to some degree of questions from people. But tonight my goal is to just talk with you about uh, what it's like to go see a psychic and to what it's like to receive a psychic reading and uh, to try to demystify a little bit about some of the common misconceptions about what it means to go have a psychic reading from someone. So I personally have gone to various events that have been held around the metro Atlanta area for well over a decade. And places where you can go are commonly known as psychic fairs. Um, I think at one point in time I was at Underground Atlanta and I had a palm reading or psychic reading from one of the gentlemen there that had a little table set up and was doing readings. Oftentimes you'll see them uh, – at events where it's one person, and sometimes they may look a little suspicious because they'll, they'll be the typical kind of uh, crystal ball that you've seen portrayed in movies. And if you're like me, most people kind of start out with the idea of being skeptic about what information they're going to receive when they sit down with a person who claims to be psychic. Most people tend to have a suspicious eye and are ready to discount any kind of information that they might receive during the reading, just from a matter of principle at the beginning. And I can understand that. I've been there myself. 
But the key thing that you want to remember whenever you're talking with anybody, be it a friend or a person who you're asking for real-time advice in the regular fashion, or if you're sitting down with a psychic reader to ask for advice in a spiritual or esoteric fashion, you always want to trust yourself first. Always, always, you will never take advice from people if it doesn't sound right with you or resonate with you in your gut or in your knowing or in your spirit. And that same rule applies in the 3D world as well as in the 5D world. Uh, we don't want to just blindly follow things that are outside of us because we have been given all of the tools inside to be able to make decisions for ourselves and to trust those decisions that we make. So I've had many psychic readings from various readers over the years, some that I thought were just pure hogwash that later turned out to have pieces of truth in them, others that were so stunning and direct that I had no doubt whatsoever as to the information that I was receiving. And I left those particular readings changed from the moment of hearing what was delivered. So in sharing some of my experiences, I want to tell you about a friend that I have here locally. This was uh, probably four or five years ago now that I was contacted by a college friend, a dear friend of mine, who we had a mutual friend of ours that passed away at the age of 29. We were a little bit younger than her, but we were very close with her. It was like a brother and sister relationship between all of us because we went to college together. And uh, Kosa was her name. She had passed away after a really terrible illness and lengthy hospitalization. And so it had been a couple years since she had passed away. And one day my friend called me up and he said, Joelle, I have to have you meet a friend of mine. You will just be amazed because Kosa came through and gave me a message through him. And I said, well, what do you mean Kosa came through? He said he is a medium, and so he receives messages from beyond the, the realm of, of the living. And this is interesting because, you know, one of, everyone is psychic, but not everyone is a medium. So mediums are people who connect with the spirit realm from those that have passed on uh, or de deceased, died, however you want to say it. Of course, we all know what I'm referring to. Um, I don't know about some terminology because you find out that words don't necessarily mean the same thing. So I would hesitate to call the person a ghost uh, because that kind of tends to bring to mind its own um, – its own psychic connotation. So I knew that I was going to be sitting down with um, with my friend and this friend that he was introducing me to, this friend who was introducing me, his name was Marcus, and I have his permission to talk about this. Um, and so as we were sitting down, he was kind of explaining to me that he had been psychic all of his life, and that he most he recently had come back into using his psychic gift, and that he had a you know an ability to connect with people in the spiritual realm. So uh, we were sitting over at this little spot called Nomas Cantina in um, 
in Atlanta over in the Castleberry area. It's the middle of the broad daylight in a nice afternoon. And we're sitting there, and he's kind of giving me some background about what his ability is. And I said, well, you know, Copa was just such a meaningful friend to me. I learned so much from being her friendship, and it really affected me a great deal when she passed away. But it affected me in a positive way because I made some significant changes going forward based on how she inspired me. And right after I said that, I felt this cold whoosh of air come over my arm, and I got goosebumps all down my arm. And as I did, I, he, my friend Marcus said, oh, she's here. So I said, okay, because I felt a physical, you know, change of the air that let me know that something had changed in the atmosphere around me. So I, Marcus then began to communicate between myself and my friend Kosa, and a whole conversation ensued at that point with him doing what's known as channeling or bringing forward the information that she had for me and allowing me to get answers to the questions that I was asking her. And I actually have Marcus on the line this evening. He's called in to, to uh, contribute to the show. Now, we are going to have Marcus on an episode of this show in the future where he'll get a whole hour plus to tell you about his fascinating journey as a psychic, which includes crime fighting in real time and solving solving things for law enforcement and things like that. But uh, Marcus, thank you for calling in today. I'm telling you if you've been hearing about my very first experience with you, where you connected me with my college classmate, Kosa. Hi, Marcus. Hey, how you doing? I'm great. I'm great. Thank you for calling in this evening. So I think I've yeah, got it correct so far. <laughs> yeah, you you kind of took me back with that story. Uh, this is that was like what about four or five years ago, like you said, it was a while ago, and yeah, um, it's it, it's been skyrocketing since then. Well, it was amazing because as you were talking with me and sharing things, now do, do you have? And were you seeing, in terms of clairvoyance, were you actually seeing her as you were talking? Do you recall? Or were you hearing? Yeah, yeah. I've always um, felt like a clairsentient, and I've always seen like a clairvoyant. Um, I don't physically hear things or anything like that. Um, that's not one of my strong suits, but... Um, and that's the that's the main thing I go by is clairvoyant. I don't use psychic or, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. Meaning, if, if I could wrap a lot of that stuff up into one thing, I just say clairvoyant. It, it to me is the easiest one to explain, and and that's what works for me, I guess. But that was one of the first times um, connected with someone on the other side was with Colton, and it was through oh, okay. you and Antavius. Yeah, that was like one of my first times connecting with somebody. I've always felt people around. I could say something out loud, and I can kind of feel what they would say back. And, and then whenever I mentioned that to people, it made sense to whoever I was speaking with. So that was like one of the first times. And if you remember, uh, with Antavius, he actually took me to her grave site, and that did absolutely nothing <laughs> because I was like, there's nothing here. I need I need another way to connect to her. So we started talking 
and and he mentioned her, and I, that's when all this stuff started coming to my head, and I started explaining what I was seeing, and all of that made sense, and that's how we connected with you. And but, see, yeah, that's one thing back. that you were you brought up a very key point is that you started to say things that did not make sense to you, but it started, it exactly. was making sense to me and it was making sense to Antavius. So that is one exactly. of the key components of any psychic reading. When the reader tells you something that you know without a shadow of doubt, like I had never met you before and you told me things that Antavius could not possibly have related to you in advance of right. our meeting. So it was what was a cold reading, meaning, you, you know, you didn't have a lot of background other than what you had connected with him and Kosha. Exactly. So the things that yeah. we started having a conversation actually wound up being about my family, which, of course, Colson knew my family. She sang at my wedding when I was married. We had been friends from wow. college. She had met my parents. So the things that you were talking about, she would know, but Antavius would not have known to give to you. So I had a level of trust by the information that was coming forward at that time that you, know you were what's not interesting? running a scam on me. <laughs> right, right. You know, it's really interesting. A lot of times I tell people, because I do a lot of readings, uh, I've been doing a lot for like maybe the last year or so, and I always tell people, write this down, because I'm not going to remember when you call me two months later and say, hey, you know, you said this, 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 and this, and I'm like, I don't remember. Because I talk to a lot of people, and I don't keep people's information on me personally. Right. I always tell them, write it down, you know, keep it, you know, personal, and, and, and I always say what I get. I have an aunt who's also clairvoyant, and she's the one who kind of brought me into it, and she saw the gift in me many, many years ago, and, and, and she explained it to me, and I had to learn what I was dealing with because I knew nothing about it. I was a skeptic myself, you know, up until about, you know, <laughs> probably about uh, six, seven years ago. And so I didn't believe in that. I thought it was hogwash and a scam and all of that too. And it wasn't until I started seeing people that literally blew me away. And that's, you know, kind of the experience I've had people say about me. Like, you really blew me away. And I'm like, what? And and you have to say, you have to say what comes to mind first and, and, and let spirit use you. Because if you don't and you go to thinking about what you're saying and trying to make it make sense to you, then you're not delivering the message. Mm-hmm. Well, one you know? of the things that you shared with me over time after that first meeting, because that really was the start of our friendship from then going right. forward, um, you shared to me that you had gone to uh, the Viva Institute of and taken their psychic development class by Echo yeah, Cody, level who one. is a very yep. amazing woman and uh, Lee Hawkins. So yep. it took me some years, <laughs> quite a few years, I think uh, <laughs> three or four years, years I, I finally made my way around to doing it. But yeah. last year I did take a six-week course from the Viva Institute on their Psychic Development Level 1 course. Awesome. A friend of mine so and I, cool. we registered at the same time, so we had like a study buddy, so to speak. And it was a very... Uh, basic six-week class, 
that went through mm-hmm. explaining what the clairs are, what your psychic gifts are, how to recognize them, and then we basically did some exercises that allowed us to show and prove that we actually were um, psychic at, at the degree right. that we believe that we were. You know, most everybody kind of has this, well, I, maybe I thought that, but maybe I was wrong. That second guessing and trying to apply right. logic to what you're experiencing is the most common exactly. way that people short circuit their gifts and abilities. And so after that six-week period, I started understanding more my own experiences. And we got to do little exercises with people in the class who we did not know where they would give us a name and we would have to sit down and write out a description of this person based on the words that popped into our head. And that was really wild because that was one of the first times You know, I wrote down the information about the names of the people that I had been given, and when I read them back to the person, they were like, wow, that is amazing. How did you know her favorite food is Italian? You know, I I got crazy words like spaghetti came into my head. And so rather than doubting, I just wrote down the first thing that came into my head as I was doing it. And that's what it turned out to be close or into the realm on the dartboard, if you will. It might not have been a bullseye, but at least was on the playing field of information about a person who I had never met before. So it was right. exciting kind of going yeah. through those initial exercises and starting to hear and understand now, did you what guys my take own... The level, did you guys take the level two class? I have not yet done level two, but it's on my list of things too. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> See, I, I have to yeah, tell you guys, was, I, it was a long time to get you on there to take the level one class. Now, the level two class is when it really gets good and it really gets deep. That's when I figured yeah, out I that see. I really did have an actual gift. You know, I thought I was just, you know, getting some really good lucky gifts in and stuff like that at level one. But level two, they, they get a little deeper and it's really interesting, and that was a really good class because at first I didn't want to sign up for it at all. I was thinking, no, I'm not doing that. That's a waste of money. You know, they're just trying to people trying to get over on people, and it was absolutely the opposite of that. And um, right. I, I talked to Echo a, a few times, and Lay, especially, she really works with you. She's really personal. And I'm like, she must be taking a lot of notes because she remembers details about everybody, you know. And she was really nice. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked afterwards, after the class. I could email her. We you know, could talk or Skype or whatever. She offers advanced classes and stuff like that. And it, it was just a really good experience for me. That's well, what led to me writing the book. Because, yeah. Well, yes, and we will definitely have you on to talk about your book, uh, Clairvoyant, My Definition, My Story, which you have available uh, on one of our future episodes because it's very interesting to get into your path and where your journey took you. But what I am noticing just even in the last four years is there has been an explosion of workshops, classes, seminars, opportunities for people to develop their psychic abilities. I've seen Mm -hmm. now YouTube channels to uh, the thousands, uh, paid seminars, free seminars. Everyone seems to be revealing 
now are coming out of the closet, so to speak, coming out of the psychic closet and starting to be <laughs> out in public with what once would have been seen as a quiet back parlor. You know, you look for the house with the little sign with the palm reader that says Mother Mother right. Mary palm reading. Yeah. And it always we've all, we've all had some. sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, we've all but had now those. It's I've been to people and, and yeah, I've been to people and, and they gave me readings and I kinda looked you know, out the side of my head like, What are you talking about? Like, Oh my god, this is ridiculous. And I've even seen someone recently in the metro Atlanta area down off of uh, Charles Boulevard. I won't say her name, but uh, I, I went to her, and I was referred to her by a friend, and, and this guy swore highly by her and all of this stuff. And, and, and it was just all about money and just money, 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 money. And I said I would give it a try. And, man, I was so disappointed and let down. I walked out of there just <laughs> almost a little pissed off but. uh it was kind of like, well, you know, if you don't give a person a shot or a try, and, and, and a lot of times, that's why a lot of times back in the days I used to do all my first readings free because I want to show you what I can do first. And then right. if you want to come back, then we can make an appointment and come back at another time and stuff. You know, I have to at least prove myself, and, and you know how that goes. You know, sometimes you just, you know, there are people out there who, make it a point to try to take advantage of people. And I, I hate that that's how it is, but that's how it is. And we have to be careful and and, and who you deal with. Always trust your gut, like you said earlier. Yeah, if you're trusting in your gut. And the thing is that I will never say that someone is not a psychic because I believe that, you know, maybe they just did not have a message for me. Uh, you know, right. okay. in terms of at that particular moment, because who am I to say what your given gifts and talents are? All I can say is what my experience is, uh, exactly. you know, because, um, I, you know, I try to remain in a non-judgmental kind of capacity <laughs> uh, because right. there's all kinds of things that I don't understand and don't have a knowing of, and so I try to be respectful of things that I am ignorant on. So, you know, up until a few years ago, I was very much ignorant about the nuances of psychic abilities. I didn't even know there was such a thing as clairgustance <laughs> and the ability to taste. Right, and you taste and uh, smelling, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But one thing that I did notice, like, from my experiences, I had a reading at the Blue Barn. So the, for those of you in the Atlanta area, the Blue Barn is the big psychic fair, and it is an event that has gone on for probably 20-plus years, hosted by Gloria Parker, who is a well-known uh, psychic and coordinator of these events. It's up in Roswell. And the first of every month, you can go up there and encounter um, on Saturday and Sunday, the first week of the month, uh, a room full of psychic readers with various gifts and abilities, and you can get a 20-minute reading. Uh, you can read the bios of the people who are presenting and then get a 20-minute reading and uh, sit down. And I think there are usually any, uh, probably close to 20 readers there any given weekend. So it's wow. a very interesting way to kind of sample what psychic services are like. So. One of the first ladies, Linda, that I sat with, my grandfather came through the reading. And, again, sometimes your psychic is not going to be a medium. 
They will be bringing you messages from other parts of the spiritual realm, such as angels, your ancestors, uh, your guide, your life guide or spirit guide, guardian angels. There's all manner of different terminology for what people experience. But my grandfather came through, and so what generally happens is they'll start describing the individual that is presented themselves, and they'll give you pieces of information or a phrase from that uh, person that helps you to understand who it is. So through a series of comments that she made, I very quickly understood that this was my grandfather. And one of the key things that unlocked that recognition for me is that I had been hearing for some, like a couple years, I would hear music, I would hear songs, words to songs in my ear. And it would happen at the most random times. Often it would be rather humorous, and I would giggle when I would hear the lyrics of the song. And at first I thought it was me just pulling up random trivia and song lyrics, you know, because we hear so many things, it's hard not to just have a song in your head sometimes that doesn't leave. But there were other times when I laughed because it was like I was hearing a joke in the music, and it was a new joke to me. I wasn't making the joke, if that makes sense. So when she finally started explaining and talking with me, exchanging information, and she said, he wants you to know that he is singing with you throughout your life. And my grandfather passed away from Alzheimer's, but one of my favorite things to do was to play piano, and he would be standing over my right shoulder singing the bass part for all the church songs that we would sing, you know, uh, growing up. And so I would always hear his voice in that right ear. And later when he started losing his memory and we would go into the nursing home, even though he wasn't able to speak anymore near the end of his life, when I would start playing, he would start humming, and he still was humming the bass notes, you know, and so even in the fog of his memory, he had that that recollection of loving to sing, and the songs were still in him, and that was a cherished memory that I had always had next to my heart, is those times with him singing to me over my shoulder, and so when she, she stares at me that he's standing over your shoulder singing with you throughout your life, I immediately knew that that's who it was, you know, and she started describing him and his personality, and I also then recognized the 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 description that she was giving at a fundamental level. So that's the part where knowing comes in. When you know, when you have had your psychic experience that has kind of taken you through the doorway and you realize I crossed the threshold, it is because someone has told you something that you know in your heart of hearts is true, and it confirms it confirmed for me that this is not the end of our reality when we pass away. It confirmed for me that I was very much loved and guided by my grandfather and subsequently other loved ones who have come through for me in readings. And it actually made me, you know, in Long Island Medium, you always see the people who are like, wow, this brought me such comfort. And that is true. It did bring me such a comfort, and I found a peace after that point that 
I can't even uh, forget it if I even try to. You know, so your experience, Marcus, uh, with your reading with my friend Kosa, my experience with my grandfather coming through, those are just a couple of the many amazing experiences that I've had in the realm of psychic life. There's one other that um, I need to remind you of. <laughs> remember the young lady. Remember the young lady you sent me to uh, that really needed to talk to someone. She had just lost her husband. Yes, I do. I didn't want to bring up your client work without your, you know, permission. No, 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 no. It's fine. I, you yeah, and it's fine. For, it's fine with her as well because she she told okay. me anytime I wanted to discuss it or anything in depth, I could bring it up. And she she said that more than ten times. And said it was fine, but uh, actually, the trial started today. Oh wow! Well, let's back yeah. up and share with our listeners. So, a good friend okay. of mine who um, knows that I'm into all things uh, psychic and and things of that nature told me that she, you know, she knew that I had had a, a session with Marcus. Everybody kind of knew his name because he's a friend and we've had barbecues and social things together. And she called me and she said, a dear friend of mine lost her husband in a very terrible tragedy, and she's really, really hurting. And I want to know if you could get Marcus to, you know, call her so she could have a session with him or anything because there's so much grief uh, because it was truly a terrible thing that happened. And so I said, of course, let me call Marcus and see if he is available. And you said, sure, I'm available. Uh, Don't tell me, you know, don't tell me anything. I didn't tell you any details (laughs) other than that she had recently (laughs) lost a loved one. And so then you called her, and I'll let you pick it up from there. Oh, cool. Okay. Well, I gave her a call. We talked on the phone for briefly a second. She was kind of, um, I guess, not in the talking mode. You could tell she was kind of going through something. She wanted to meet, and she wanted to get together, and she was like, I'm free today, tomorrow, whatever, you know. So uh, I believe it was the next day when I had some time, and I said, well, you want to do this in person or over the phone? And she was like, well, in person will be better. And I said, I can come by tomorrow. And so I literally drove to her house. I had her name her phone number, and then I got her address when she gave me the address and told me what time to come by. I get there, and we're, I mean, I'm, like, literally pulling up in front of the house and um, basically kind of starting to sweat and get the clammy, you know, um, palms, and I'm trying to worry, like, what what is this feeling coming over me? Like, this is different. I haven't done a reading like this. This is really serious. And as I got out the car and started walking to the house, um, I felt the presence of a man. And it was kind of like he gave me this impression, like, this is my house. So I'm letting you come into my home. And and I saw him immediately in my head. I knew he was tall. He was dark-skinned. I, I knew what he looked like. I knew his physique and his shape. And he was proud of how he looked and everything and, and, and all of that. And as she opened the door, her dog ran outside. And the dog came right up to me. I picked the dog up and walked the dog in the house, and we went straight to the back of the house and sat down. I met her son, and she said, well, this is my first time doing anything like this. And I said, well, 
Um, I'm just gonna tell you what I get, and I say, you know, we don't. I don't like to put any expectations down. Don't tell me anything. I'll let to see what comes through naturally. And she said, Do you mind if I record this? And I said, No, I don't mind at all. And as soon as she hit record, and her son came and sat on the other side of the table next to me. Um, the first thing I said was, I, I think I'm here to talk about this man who he's telling me this is his house. And I say he's kind of tall, dark skin. I say has a mustache. And um, I say he he talks about his looks and his good looks and all of this stuff. And I say he's kind of like I could feel him standing like over my shoulder, kind of like the way your your grandfather stood over your shoulder. And I say, but you know he he's letting me know that this is his house. And I say he he passed recently, and she's you know you could see her like kind of looking at me side eyed like okay is this really happening and and the first thing I thought was I saw a piece of sharp metal in my head and I said well he passed away from sharp metal and I mean she lost it and it it ended up being a really deep it's probably one of the most powerful readings I've done with someone and. And she she told me that you know her husband recently died. It was her son's graduation party, and it was her own brother who killed him. Mm-hmm. And it, it it was it was just really really deep. It, it split the family apart. You know the, mm-hmm. the, the 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 fighting between the family. She wants justice for her husband and all of this stuff. And this was like two and a half years ago. And so right. literally today was the first arraignment and you know we actually met up in court and stuff to talk about it and it was just so funny how you know I, I heard about the show tonight and I, I want to listen in and it's like okay I want to talk and 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 this was some way that, that you referred to me and, and I'm like wow this is just look at how the, how the stars are aligning and things are coming <laughs> into place and it was just really deep and she taped the whole thing I don't remember the whole reading and stuff but it got really deep and I, I said some things that, that she said there was no way in the world I could have known. I couldn't have Googled. I couldn't have done none of that. And that happens all the time. And and I'm, I'm used right. to that. And I, I thank God because it's a gift. You know, it's not me. But it was just one of those really, really in-depth, powerful readings. we become really good friends. And, and one of the traits I picked up from her, I don't know if it's from her or her husband, but she always cracks her wrist. And, and you'll just look at her and she'll crack her wrist. And sometimes now, mm-hmm. since I've done that reading with her, I could be holding my phone or something, put it down, and all of a sudden my wrist would crack the same way. And I'm like, oh, man. I said, why did I have to pick up that trait? <laughs> of all the weird things that happen, like, why is that happening? <laughs> but she's, she's really sweet girl. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting well, it that they, they moved the child back. Yeah. It, it was, was really and I wasn't a terrible that. thing to have to. Mm-hmm manage all of those things with, you know, her, for her son as well. This was his graduation mm-hmm. party. I mean, just the, the the triple whammy of it all really hit me when I heard about it. And so I right. didn't know of anyone else that I could reliably just say, well, I know this person has contact behind the veil, if, if you want to term it that. And so you were the first person that I thought of to do that. And it's interesting because today is a Libra full moon, Marcus, and you know you and I are yes. both of the Libra team. So, right. you know, uh, best nothing is random. I believe everything is meaningful. And so, you know, I'm really excited that you did come on the show this evening. As I said before, this show is going to be a weekly reoccurring experience. And 
we are going to have uh, oh, okay. I'm going to have a different guest every week who is a psychic reader that I know, and I am collecting information from people who want to come on the show to tell their story of their psychic life. And during our episodes, you'll get to hear stories like the one that Marcus and I have been sharing this evening, as well as possibly have an opportunity to have many readings for people who call in. Depending on uh, the reader's availability and the way that their gifts express, they may be able to do quick one-question readings for a portion of the show, uh, like the last half hour or so. So um, I also want to let you all know that um, every month, I am hosting an event called the Vibrary Elevation Stations. And Elevation Stations are pop-up events that you can go to to shop with vendors who are bringing positive, uplifting products that they're making out of their gifts, um, crafts, handmade jewelry, crystals. Um, we had authors come for book signing. You were one of the featured authors, as well as uh, Dr. Garrick White, who was signing copies of his book at our first one. And these happen every uh, third weekend of the month in East Point at a location called the Cupcakery. And in addition to vendors where you can uh, buy body products and, and uh jewelry, crystals, and that kind of thing. We also have a room where there are at least uh, six to eight readers available who have various types of psychic abilities. The whole goal is to be able to bring a variety of people because it's like thumbprints. Everybody's psychic ability, even though we all have them, they all express themselves very differently and unique for the individual who is bringing them out. So whereas you say, you know, you've not really been clairaudient, but you've been clairvoyant, uh, some people may say, well, I never see anything, but I hear all the time things. Uh, right. Some people will say, oh, well, the, the ghost talks to me all the time, and other people will say, well, I've never talked with a departed person, but I talk with angels. So, you know, I've got shamans, I've got uh, people who, palm readers, uh, uh, tarot readers, psychic mediums, channelers. It's just a variety of people um, every week. So you're able to come and get a reading uh, as well, a 20-minute reading, and we also have Reiki available. So these are the Vibrary Elevation Station events, and you can find out more information about this on my Facebook page which is at the Vibrarian, and that's V-I-B-E-R-A-R-I-A-N. And the E is where we add positive energy to everything, because my goal is to always stay high vibration and bring information that's not going to be fear-based. So I know that in the realm of psychic phenomenon, esoteric, there's a lot of fear around it, quite honestly. And so people have a skepticism because they say, well, I don't want to open the door to something uh, or I don't want to talk to a devil or a demon or things like that. And a lot of that is because of fearful teachings that have happened about it. And I'm not going to say that there are not some not positive things that could happen if a person is connecting to uh, energies. 
So what I do advise you again is to, if you are encountering anything that you feel makes you uncomfortable, then you express it, and the reader will, I'm sure, be responsive to that, and then ask someone else about your experience afterwards to see if what you experienced was uh, actually something to be afraid of or if it was just something that you weren't understanding and therefore it made you fearful. Because, you know, if I would have uh, thought about the singing of the songs in my head and started to be like, get this voice out of my head, you know, if it hadn't been like a voice singing church songs, you know, maybe I might have reacted more fearfully, but I didn't feel a sense of fear as I was experiencing these audience moments. Um, But everyone's experience is different. So I would just caution you to, not jump to any conclusions and take everything with a healthy dose of your own ability to determine what is right for you and what is true for you. So, you know, I definitely would never want to areas that I don't have an understanding of uh, because it's like I'm not going to go be an electrician and open an electrical box and start fooling with wires without the proper training. I have a healthy respect for people who are in that field And so I also have a healthy respect for people who are in the psychic realm, and I defer to their knowledge and understanding of the gift that they're using, if that makes sense. (laughs) So one of the other interesting things that I have been experiencing is precognitive visions. And for me, precognition is knowing something before it happens or seeing something before it happens. And I think that movie, Final Destination, was a terrible, terrible series because all it did was instill fear. And I'm not a person who watches horror movies, so, of course, it scared the bejesus out of me. (laughs) But the basic premise is that even though the people knew about the things in advance, even though they tried to avoid them, later they would be killed even if they missed the first time they were supposed to die. So it was a pretty negative uh, uh, plot line. But what that looks like for me in real life is that on several documented occasions, I have had a dream that has then in coming days happened. So, for instance, in one of my dreams right before I woke up, I saw the dashboard of my car and the check engine light came on with an audible click. And all I saw was that orange little engine. And then I don't remember anything else in the dream, but then I woke up. And I was in a place at that point in time where I was journaling. You know, the key thing that they talk about is to write down or to audio record a vision of something that happens to you or something that you hear that you think might be an unusual occurrence. So I had written it down in my journal, and then later that day as I was driving, unexpectedly, my check engine light popped on and my car died while I was, you know, on the road going to a place that I needed to go. And so it was something like a 12-hour difference between when I had the dream and when that event happened. And it was not the first or the last, it was not the last time I have subsequently, subsequently had dreams that they've been real jumbled because they're dreams and oftentimes dreams have crazy plots in them. But if I write down the basic elements, then when something happens later, then I'll go back and say, Oh my goodness, 
I just didn't understand the symbols or the pictures that I saw in my dream, but now that it has happened, I am putting the pieces back together. So I I laugh and joke all the time because I'm like, can you make it a little clearer next time so that I don't have to experience, you know, uh, the actual event that you were foretelling me? But I think that sometimes we're not meant to know so that we can stop the event from happening. It's just so that we know so we can be prepared when the thing happens, you know. Now, do you have precognition, uh, uh, Marcus? Yep, I sure do. It happens Does probably, yours happen um, in like dream or? Um, sometimes it happens during readings. I'll see stuff that hasn't happened yet. Um, specifically with uh, uh, one guy I gave a reading to in California, and he basically I gave him stuff to write down, and he wrote down everything, and he, and I kept saying six in the reading. I kept saying there's something about six. It's a lot of sixes coming up, six, you know, six days, six months from now, the sixth hour of the day, something about six. It's the six everywhere. And a lot of the things that I gave him, you know, kind of scared him because who wants to talk about a lot of sixes, you know. <laughs> and I think he said when everything came into fruition, it was six months from the reading I gave him. It happened on the sixth day of the week, and it happened around six months. <laughs> And all of this stuff that I said basically came up around that time. And so precog shows up every now and then. Um, it'll be something future-based. Um, I've described people that, you know, have gotten together, you know, what someone's future husband looked like and stuff like that um, comes up as, as a precog situation. One of the best things that I ever did was start vo- voice recording the readings that I was receiving. And so I have years worth of, of psychic readings on my phone that I can go back to. And, I mean, in one instance, a good friend of mine that had gotten a reading, it kept coming through bounce. He keeps saying bounce, the bounce, the bounce. And it wasn't until a year later that she realized that she had had, when she planned her son's first birthday party, not when he was one, but a birthday party, his first big kind of birthday event, she had a mouse house. And, you know, it was she was receiving communication from a loved one that that this bounced bounced with her son, bounce, bounce was happening. And we went back and wow. listened to the recording and sure enough it was like, Oh my goodness You know, and I've gone back <laughs> sometimes two to three years to check a reading and in my social circle, we tend to share things because we make like an archive record with each other. Wow, I just had this dream about so-and-so, so and such and such. And then a couple of weeks later, then my friend will say, do you remember that was in your dream? And it's like, oh, that's right, it was in my dream. Let me go back right. and look at that. Let me go look in the, you know. So it helps when you have a, a way of, A, coming back to something because, Time is something that we exist by in the 3D world, but it's not something that runs the same way in the extra-dimensional or 5D world in the spirit realm. So, and that's not say always a welcome a, gift either. Hmm? I, I didn't mean to cut you off. I, I, I was saying that's, that's not always a welcome gift. I have a sister who tends to see people crossing over before it happens. 
And for her, she she doesn't like having that gift. It's, it's something that she looks at as not good because I mean she and she knows that people are going to a better place. And you know, we recently uh, buried our grandfather last Saturday, and you know, right before he passed, and she called me and she was like, "Well, I think it's going to be really soon." And I mean, it was hours later he passed, and you know that that that's one of her gifts, and that's her precog gift because she sees. You know, it's either seven days before it happens, three days, or it's usually a day, you know, and she'll see them passing or she'll feel them, you know, and, and that's her way of, you know, she, she she doesn't like the gift at all. You know, to me, it's like I can communicate with them after they cross over, but if they're sick or I, sometimes the precog doesn't show me that, I'll see good stuff. And I, I usually only ask for good things, you know, in a reading with people. Right. I don't want to scare people away and stuff. You don't want to say anything to make them uncomfortable. I always say if we, we're talking about something and you don't feel like you want to discuss this, just let me know to move on and I'll move on past it to something else, you know. Um, yes. You know, it's one of those things. Well, you know, having the gifts and abilities is not all a cakewalk, and it can be quite interesting the path that people take into their understanding most of the times they say that kids already have uh, an ability that they're very natural with, and it isn't until they start being shushed or pushed over into the corner or they learn to suppress these things um, as they get older, and so they hit a space in their teenage years and young adulthood, and then later in life things start to emerge back out for them in terms of their gifts and abilities. So. On our show, we are going to be talking with people about what their journey has looked like, what, how they first discovered their psychic gift and ability, any struggles that they might have had or challenges, and then we'll also get to hear some of the fun stories that, um, and the most unique moments, and oftentimes, you know, psychics are touching lives in a very real way because they're bringing really some of the most intimate information to you possible because it's coming from those who you have strong connection to and love in life and beyond, coming from the angelic realm or from your spirit guides, uh, from your family and ancestors. So there is a certain responsibility and an ethical an ethical kind of code that comes in as you begin to work with people sharing your gifts and abilities in their lives. And so, you know, I do appreciate you, Marcus, coming on this evening. We're getting down to the last minute of tonight's show. And I thank you for sharing your story. And as I said, we will be having you on for a dedicated episode in the future. Now, next week, we are going to be featuring a lovely lady named Hadia of the uh, community. Her community on Facebook is Hadia Talks. And Hadia is another amazing psychic with her own unique gifts and abilities. And she will be our featured show next week. And then the week after that, we are going to be having Bo Lawson on the show. Uh, Bo is affectionately known as Bostradamus because he seems to be very, very targeted with his predictions. So um, I do thank you all for joining us tonight. If you have any questions or would like to be on a future show, please email me at joelle, J-O-E-L-L-E, at thevibrarian.com. And you can look me up on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. 
We will be back next week at the same time. And thank you for joining in tonight's show. Take care. Namaste. Namaste.